All right, Mikey, hit our music. Yo, hold on. Hold on. Wow. I got to find out. Hold on. Where is that? Yo, listen everybody, welcome to welcome to the Raw Zone once again on this Juneteenth special episode. Um first of all, time of death, eleven thirty-eight AM. What died? Who died? Me. I died. Why? Because the music you just played before we came on had to have was probably the greatest, weirdest experience I've ever had in my life. I'm not going to hold you. you First of all, who, who was the artist? Who was the artist? Who was the I'm artist? I'm pulling it up right now. Sky Waitley, Bay Saved Me, all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. Yo, let me tell Oh, Okay, it makes sense. Now that Atlanta, Georgia, it makes sense. That was the most churchest, pimpest i love you song i've ever heard in my life and and what really made it so crazy was that it was a bop like yo at first when you played it i was just like nah this nigga didn't take a church beat and started talking about how he was out in these streets i was like yo she don't put on a gospel joint i didn't know whether i wanted a diddy bop or if i wanted a soul clap like Yo, it was, yo, it it was, it's so unique. I, I, it wasn't, I don't have no critiques on it, like, as far as, like, it being bad. Because it, it wasn't, it, I enter, it entertained the fuck out of me. I'm just going to let you know, like, if it was nothing, it was entertaining. Musically, it was great. I love the harmonies. I, all of that shit was, I was, I was fucking impressed that the song was that good on that type of topic with that type of beat. It was just, it was wild. It was a wild, I tell you, I was sitting here and I'm fucking flying right now anyway. But I'm sitting here, like, mixed emotions. Like, yo, why did Katie play this? Where did Katie find this? <laughs> like, why is this so good? Like, I, it was it's weird. But also, I have a critique about the other video that you played. Um, with the one with the ODB sample. Oh. Uh, the, the I Like It Raw shit. So that's um, Durgavelli in City of the Great. Okay. So. Fire fucking song fire like like that shit was hard i was like yo these niggas is going in but it it was weird the presentation that that the dude had as far as like the video was like yo he i don't i don't feel like he was lit enough for the song like i I don't feel like he wait come back come back yo yo god damn it yo Hold on, come back. Yo. All right. Yo, for okay. this money that we pay, StreamYard got to get it together. StreamYard fucking up. I don't know what's going on. Yo. But, um, yo, he, he wasn't lit enough. Like, I just, I felt like, like, I don't know, like he was almost scared of the camera a little bit. I don't know. I felt like Shorty was on point. Shorty, like, everything she was saying, like, she portrayed that in herself in the video. So I, oh, yeah, I, no, I connected with that. Oh, yeah, really kept it, like... That's the one thing I love about Durga. She yeah. always stays true to her character. And when you right. see her perform, she's all out there. Like, if you look for okay. this video for Back Outside, like, yeah. you see her, like, on some, 
I don't want to say Lil Kim, but she got like. But like that's Kim. but low key that's the vibe that I got. It, I was like, oh, she on some like Lil Kim Lil sexy Kim, old school Elliot. type shit, and like that shit, I I connected that when dude was rapping. Not saying he wasn't spitting because he was, but no, his presentation, was. his presentation on the video, didn't match the energy of the of of what he was rapping about. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I not that I expected him to be like jumping around and shit but like it, i felt like the energy was off it was like almost like the chemistry like you didn't, i didn't really feel any chemistry between them two on the song until the end of the video like the song was fine it was the video i guess i had an issue with it was like 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 his presentation like i feel like he should present himself like as the video like asked for and i I'm felt cur- like that I'm video about the rocking chair at the end if i'm going to keep it well, I, I, I figured that's symbolism for something. So I just, that's why I just said that's for me to find out on a later date. Because I, I asked, I was like, yo, what was that? But I said, oh, that must be mean something specifically to that video or to that. You know what I'm saying? Or it could just be B-roll footage that just looked ill. So it's I was like, that's though, something like, you just got to investigate when they come on the show. You know what I'm saying? It's funny, right? Like, with music videos, I always feel like there's always a hidden Easter egg in everything. I mean, it, it, it's supposed to. If it doesn't tell an outright story, it should tell a story behind the scenes. Oh, okay. If, if your video doesn't make sense to the eye, when you explain it, it should be able to. You should be able to explain what it means if it has like symbolism and shit like that. Like, because everybody's not gonna get it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, like that. That's really where it comes from. Like, I even in videos where I do, I try to tell stories, or or that pertain to the video because I, I think those visuals make it easier to enjoy the song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why I think the vid, the, the video format will never die, even though it's it's not as important as it used to be, like, in the eye of, like, like, m- like music and, and selling music and shit like that. But, like, yo, that's, it's never going to die because that's important. Like, I've gone, I've seen videos for songs I didn't even realize there was videos for. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's important. So, but we're here. Yes, Welcome to we the are Raw here. Zone. You could tune in with us at www.rawzonenyc.com. Follow uh-huh. us everywhere at rawzonenyc. You could catch our replays on Spotify and all your digital streaming platforms. On demand on Dominus TV. And now on our new home at Puso 82.3 FM. Yo, we back on the radio. We ain't even do shit. Y'all like us. That's a fact. Yo. That's a fact. My, yo, they be liking us. And you know what the best part is? All the music that's played today will be uh, counting for you to get paid. You know? Facts. That's pretty dope for an art for artists, you know? You guys put the time and the effort to have your music out, at least get paid for it. So if you got ASCAP, BMI, Sound Exchange. All of those, once you see us on Puso 82.3 FM, just know your music is being played. Just know you're getting it. So congratulations to everyone that's so to far. everybody that's on. Congratulations to us. And thank you once again, Stephanie Marie, um, a.k.a. Promo God, uh, for giving us this opportunity. You know, we're just two kids from Queens, Facts. you know, who, who like to talk shit. And, you know, you're this power conglomerate. You have more than one uh, platform 
this is the same person that featured you on the Team Wii series. Right. Uh, when you put, I believe, Bad out? Bad, yeah. You know, so it's pretty dope. Um, it's a great opportunity, you know. It feels great that, that people want to hear us, you know, from Ohio and all of these other places. Right. You know, True. but yes, you can still send us our music, your music, um, video links, MP3s, uh, all them good stuff to mnrbookings at gmail.com. Today's episode is powered by Contro Art Skills. Remember, follow him on Instagram at Contro Art Skills. Please support our black creatives. Please, please, please. We are celebrating Juneteenth weekend, so we must highlight our artists. We must continue to bridge the gap. Let's push our creatives forward. So once again, follow Contro Art Skills on Instagram at Contro underscore art underscore skills. Whoo! That was a mouthful. Yeah, man. I'm getting good at it, though, because we couldn't do this shit a year ago. Nah, but I mean, it takes practice, and it's, you know. Also, happy Father's Day. Appreciate it. Thank you. You know, happy Father's Day to all the beautiful dads out there, to Mikey. Happy Father's Day to y'all. To Muffin Man, I love you. You know, thank you for being an amazing dad. Um, Facts. You know, uh, S-Rock. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, bro. Uh, your brother Will, happy Father's Day. Happy brother Father's Day. Them kids upstairs, too. All right, Mikey. So, we've been talking about this for a while. You right. Know. Um, you started teaching me. So, because, you know, there are many that are like me, you know, not Mike. God damn. There you go. God damn. <laughs> so, first non-melanated people who don't right. know the significance of the holiday, uh-huh. um, tell us about it. All right. So, let me give you a quick rundown of the Juneteenth holiday as per Wikipedia. Um. It says Juneteenth is a federal holiday in the United States commemorating the emancipation of enslaved African Americans. Juneteenth marks the anniversary of the announcement of General Order Number Three by Union General Union Army General Gordon Granger on June 19, 1865, proclaiming freedom for enslaved people in Texas. Originating in Galveston, the holiday has since been celebrated annually on June 19th in various parts of the United States, often broadly celebrating African-American culture. The day was first recognized as a federal holiday in June 2021 when President Joe Biden signed the Juneteenth National Independence Day Act into law. Yeah, history. Yeah, history. Big history. Big history. But, um, it's, it's a day that, um, African-Americans now celebrate um, because it, I, I can tell you 10 years ago, it wasn't like this, the way it is now. Um, but 
because it's the actual it's the actual end of slavery. You know, it took them almost two more years after the Emancipation Proclamation for them to get that order to the people of Texas. So, and once again, that's something that the government didn't want to know. That's why it wasn't recognized for so long as a holiday. I feel like with everything that happened, you know, with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, um, even with Trayvon Martin, even though it was so long ago, it made such a historical impact um, that everyone finally, like, stood up about it. Like, why, you know, why can't they... I don't understand why we don't just respect each other, but this is something we've just always talked about. Yeah. Because um, I sit here, I chill with y'all every day. People give us all, every time we're together, I'm like literally the token white girl among six foot black men. Yeah. People look at us sideways and I'm just like, but why? If we all just are chilling, we're cool. Because that's more of a, that's more of a, historical um it's it's something that's been ingrained in our heads for so long and I, I think with with our generation I think it'll change because we are and I hate to use that word but we are a woke generation where a lot of things that um oh, our shit. parents oh, and and our parents before us had to deal with we're not dealing with it and we're not standing for it and we're taking charge and we're making sure that we get equal rights for things that we want. We're having these movements, the same movements that that they had, our parents had and our grandparents had, but we just have better resources now. You know, we have more rights. We have the internet. We have things that we can move, that can move, you know, the needle a lot more than our parents could ever. So I think um, when it comes to like whites and blacks, it's it's something that's ingrained in us. I grew up uh, with with my my mom and my dad saying, um, "Don't bring a white girl home," or you know, on that type of time, like like, and not that they feel that way now, but that was something that they were in, you know, like like, "Don't bring no white girl home," type shit. Yeah. So so, and, and that's always ingrained, even in like, if you think about it, our parents went through. You know, the Martin Luther King era, the Malcolm X era, the marches, you know, all of that. So coming up and teaching us, they weren't so far removed uh, uh, from that. I was born, what, 12 years after Martin Luther King died? 12, 13 years after Martin Luther King died? That's still fresh. That's still fresh. You know what I'm saying? So, like, like. And then the stories they have to tell, like my dad always told the story about how he almost knocked a white man out in the airport for, for talking greasy to my grandmother in the airport. He, like, he, like it's a, 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 that's a thing that happened. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, that's, that stuff is ingrained in us. It's just we're in an era now that it's fortunate where it's more accepted for, for us to congregate and communicate and then not look weird. You know what I'm saying? I remember it was during the pandemic. Me and Live went to a protest. Yeah. That CJ had. And I saw so many people and I spoke to them. And I started to understand more. Because it's just like you don't understand unless 
you're there. Right. You know, and like I hear a lot of, and we still hear the white people say all lives matter. Yes, all lives do matter, but black lives need to matter as well because you guys, like not us, the older generation just degrades everyone, you know? But you know what? Even in that, even in that, I think the, I think what people miss about all lives matter is it's not, and black lives matter. It's not, black lives matter doesn't mean, it doesn't mean like we matter before everyone else. No, but or you guys we, need to matter though. What, but that's this? not even, that's not even really what it means. It means that we do matter just as much as you do. It's not that we need to matter. It's that we do matter just as much as you do. And that's why when it when when it's all lives matter, we get upset because it's not that we're saying all lives don't matter. No, we're saying because give, give certain people look at us and say, oh, you guys are second class and third class citizens. We're telling you we matter. We're not asking for validation on whether we matter. We know we matter. We want you Wait, to you know to, that we matter. That's the that's the point I'm trying to make. Is, right. Is no one is below each other, and that we need to keep elevating each other. That's why when I used to hear my family say, "Oh, all lives matter," I'm like, "Yeah, but Black Lives Matter too." Right. Black and it's lives, not. And that's not single, like Black Lives Matter. People feel like that's just singling us out, and we're just trying to say that we matter more than everybody else. And that's not the case. I, people, you know what it is? There, there is so much uneducation that deals with something like that. Like people will say, um, "Oh, um, white people uh, commit these crimes just as much as as Black people do." And white people get shot by the police just as much as black people do. But you have to understand that even when even when even in saying that, we're only a small portion of the population. And I think people don't realize that. It's like, yo, if there's I don't know how many people is in America right now, but let's say there's a, a hundred million people in America right now. African Americans only make up a, a portion of that it's not we're it, we're not that's why we're called minorities that's why hispanics are their own minority that's why blacks are their own minority people from greece like you y'all are considered minorities because there's there's not enough of you here the anglo-saxon white american is what makes up this here the blonde hair blue eye person is what makes up unfortunately though the rest of the world won't see that even though you know i'm greek well the rest of the world isn't racist the rest of it's just america america's a racist country like all of you guys understand the context of where i come from and whatever the case may be like you still got sparrow trying to get me to say the n-word live i'm not i'm not going to comment on that because if you say I, if you say I have your back, like I said, either they got 
I'm gonna put a heavy bank if I'm gonna get chewed out by everybody. Right. No, and I feel you. I feel you. It's not. I, I don't. I don't think it's. To be honest with you, I don't think it's something that you. That you shouldn't be able to say. I think you you just have to know where to say it at. You know what I'm saying? I think that's you one mean of like those. Like our text message read. Well, not even so much that. Just there's certain spaces where that's not gonna fly. You know what I'm saying? Like there's certain you'll be around certain people where that's not gonna fly. You and you'll be around certain people where it will fly. You know what I'm saying? But that's I think the burden for you is knowing where that is and when that when to shut that off and, and shut it on. You know what I'm I saying? Just, I, I just keep to myself. Well, then that then if that works for you, then that's what works for you. You know what it is nowadays too, because of the fact there's all these, as you said, the Anglo-Saxons, right, everywhere, fucking shit up for everybody, and then you. I mean, have, I... come on, bro. You telling me you haven't seen the Kevins and the Karens doing the same old bullshit? They're the reason why certain people are just not saying or like certain like they're trying to be respectful because. They're setting a bad example. Mm-hmm. They're stupid as fuck. Yeah, it's true. It's like, true. Like, I love my, my family, but sometimes I have to tell them once in a while, no, you can't say that. Yeah. You can't make that assumption just because of why. Right, right, right. You, you have to Well, you like, know what it is. I think as long as you educate them, then that's on them to make the decision. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to keep telling somebody something that they've been doing and they've been living their whole life. All you could do is educate. Because they, if that's something that they say comfortably, then that's something that's already ingrained in them. It's you just feel like, me? I remember sitting down when I was younger, right? And Little was there, and this is when Monk used to be around. What? And we were all sitting at the table, and the question was asked, why is... Why do they call Puerto Rican Spicks? Mm-hmm. So I was just like, God damn. I would never go and ask that. Right. And then, you know, another question was brought up, but I can't say it because I'm Caucasian. And I was just like, why are we talking like this? And, like, his kids were there, his older kids. So we're all trying to explain that's not really something you should be asking. Yeah. He's like, in my time, we ask whatever we want. And I'm like, I understand that, but you need to be respectful of people. You know, the old mentality is gone. And this is what people need to realize. You know. It's true. It's true. I mean, once again... That's that's education. That's all we could do. I, I I tell you, knowledge is so much more worth so much more than money, because once again, you can't you can't tell somebody who's been thinking a certain way how to think. You can't tell somebody who who talks a certain way how to talk. All you could do is it's teach like, them a different way. It's like. I don't know if you had this when you were younger, right? So I'm from a Greek family, but they always uh-huh. said, no matter what they say, what the adult says, right? Don't get mad. They could be telling you and putting you down, but you can't say jack shit. Because that's their mentality. Right. But if you get older and that same older person is disrespecting you, you're going to say something, right? Absolutely. 
but then we're just deemed disrespectful when we're just. Well, I think I think where it comes from is understanding the reverence of the person that you're speaking to. So, for instance, if my grandmother ever gets disrespectful, I'll never speak to her the way I would speak to my uncle, who I don't give a fuck about. You see what I'm saying? Like, if, if he gets disrespectful... Michael, Mike Classic is coming out on Like, I'm talking to him, Wild Records, all New York type shit, hand motions, fuckers, you talking about all of that. Mm-hmm. But I never talked to my grandmother like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though you see me get wild crazy too, but I never say on that, I'll be like, yo, grandma, why are you talking to me like that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, so it's just understanding the, the and, and the reverence of the person. Like, my mother, like, my mother can get wild disrespectful. Me and her go back into it. We'll get into it, into it, into it. But I never OD on her. Like, we'll go back and forth. We'll yell, scream, and all that shit. But I never OD. Like, never. That's my mother. You know what I'm saying? So. Like, like if me and my mom fight, like, now we've had her, our scream outs, right? Yeah. The time that you need to tell someone about themselves. Cause you have Correct. Them. Right. There's never one, like, as much as we could be respectful to our parents, they never is not a time where sometimes they need to get checked too. Yeah. You know, I remember, you know, cause I told you a couple of times she got dogged out the way she got right. dogged out. Right, right. And I'm like, Ma, why are you fucking sitting here crying over these bitch ass lames when you've been there, let's say, if it came to work, you've been there longer than anyone or you've been doing everything you're doing longer than someone else. So why the fuck do you care if he don't like you or this or if this person is talking to this bitch like why the fuck does it matter anymore right 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 right, right. like fucking snap out of it you acting stupid right you know but then if there's my aunt right that will go and tell me well you don't spend time with the family i'm like well does anyone pick up the fucking phone and call me right you know it's just a lot of different tones different yeah no numbers. like i said it's levels it's levels to it it's levels to it. It's it's just how you go about it. I, I would never, like I said, I know how I would talk to certain people because I know certain people. Then And then it also, you got to know how people are going to respond to certain things too. And that also factors into how, that, that really factors into how I handle people. Because I, I, I always know how certain people are going to respond to certain things that I say. So I may scale it back or I may pump it up depending on how I want you to feel after I'm done speaking. You know what I'm saying? So it, 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 it's, it's weird. There's definitely a, a respect thing as well that comes with that. It's like definitely. But like I said, going back to that, it's all about education. It's all about just teaching them. And that's all you could do is like, yo, listen, if you feel this way or you, you talking like this way, let me tell you why you shouldn't or let me tell you why you should or whatever the case is and show them, like give them, uh, articles, give show them, you know what I'm saying, websites, things that they can talk and look and read and see for themselves. And if they take it, they take it. If they don't, they don't. Certain people are just going to be who they are. You know what I'm saying? No matter this Juneteenth, all of this, it, it's there will always be racism in this country. There will always be racism in this world. Because as long as there's hate, there will always be racism. As long as p- people will be able to hate, there will always be racism. As long as there's envy, there will always be racism. So that shit will never, it's not, it's not something that 
will ever go away. It's just something that has to change. And it will little by little, but it'll never go away. There'll be a rise in it at some point. It'll never go away. Something will happen. It'll be... They'll, it, 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 it's, it's, it's long overdue, honestly. It's long overdue. I'm surprised the country has held long, as long as it has. And, and honestly, I feel like if black people really were on the type of time to stick together and do shit the right way... They would, they, they would, it would, we'd have an all black government. Like, there would Yo, be no. You, what? I feel like we've seen Kamala more than we've seen Joe. I'll be honest with you, I feel like I haven't seen either one of them niggas. Yo, so we had this conversation at work, right? And it was me, Tony, and, and I believe Sky. Someone was there. I forgot who. But he was saying, I saw Obama more than I saw Joe. And I'm like, fact. But this year, I think I saw Kamala a little more than I saw Joe. Because the only time I saw Joe was when he, you know, fell and hurt his knee or some shit. So, do you think that's done on purpose or by accident? Because that's definitely a purposeful thing. That sounds purposeful. And I think yeah. being that the Illuminati followed Ivy Productions on Instagram, I think hell's freezing over anyway. Oh, listen. I, I can tell you right now that they're grooming Kamala to be the first black woman president. And that will, it may not happen in four years. It may not happen in eight years. It may not happen anytime soon. But that woman will be the first black woman president of the United States. I mean, she does have the balls to fucking clap back at Charlemagne. Um, I don't know why people pay attention to that. that. I don't understand why people pay attention to him anyway. fact is someone has like once in a while you need to get shut up and she did that yeah no i just i feel like i haven't seen enough of them uh uh especially during this gas crisis shit like i i everything has gone up everything has gone up it's not just gas food has gone up bro it was it was almost three dollars and some sense for for a half a dozen eggs, bro. A half a dozen, not a whole dozen, not twelve, nigga. I paid six, I paid like six, like ten dollars for twelve. That's what I'm saying, it's bro. Crazy. A carton of eggs was at two dollars last year, bro. They used to remember back in the days when it used to be like seventy five cents a dollar. Yo, a pack of bacon. You a it's, pack of turkey bacon. Ten- it's used $10. to be, used to be, nah. Well, yeah, a pack of regular bacon is like ten. A pack of turkey bacon, Oscar Mayer, used to be four, three ninety nine, bro. Some places you can get it for like two sixty nine. That shit is almost six dollars now. Like everything is up. Like it's it's some that I don't see them in any type of capacity responding to this in the proper way. Nah, don't see it. Don't have it. Also, haven't really we been haven't paying attention. We haven't had anyone in government to really respond anything in a proper way in the last two years. In the last okay. two and a half years. Okay. No, I won't For, say that. Let me not uh, say that. We had Trump. Let me, tell, let me tell you this. Trump started the pandemic, but he definitely slowed that bitch down. He definitely, he definitely started it, but he definitely slowed. Because I, I guarantee you, if he didn't do the things that he did do, we'd have had a lot more people dead. 
So I won't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that on, I'm not going to say that on him. I'm not going to say that on him. I think he, Bro, I look think. Look at what Ted Cruz, for, look think at how for, Ted Cruz handled you. Oh, fuck that whatever. guy too. Fuck that guy too. Fuck that guy too. Fuck that guy. He's, he's trash. He's trash. Fuck him. He's trash. But no, I, I yo, honestly, and, and I know this is off topic, but I have to, I just, about Trump. Right. Trump was an asshole. He was a blowhard. We know that. He's a dick. We know this. But I think that's why everybody doesn't like him, bro. And and I'm just being honest with you. I just I really think that people. I never felt like Trump did anything that really damaged the country worse than it already was. I don't. That's just really. That's just really, and that's really oh, what I, 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 people, could, I could give you that. I'll give you that. One. I could I'll be wrong. One. I could be dead wrong, but I didn't feel any harder on myself than when Obama was in 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 office. I didn't feel like things were worse when Obama, like when he came in office after Obama. If it, it just really kind of felt like Trump didn't really do anything, to be honest with you, I just really think people didn't like him because the nigga was a New Yorker and he was a real true New Yorker and 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 a lot of people don't know how to handle that type of honesty because he wasn't presidential and, and you know what I'm saying in a way that people are used to he wasn't Barack Obama do I, do you know I what I'm saying he do, wasn't do Bill Clinton wait, I mean listen do I think he had an atrocious uh speaking yes I I listen and I'm I, I'm not the best public speaker but I think that's the only thing that really turned me off about him. I let me te- he- let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Had Trump listened to his advisors instead of being a New York nigga, he would have he would have gone another four years. He would have gone another four years. Like, because yo, he did a. I don't remember what I don't I remember feel what like speech it was. Mindset, I, well, no, was- absolutely. Every, he could have been an asset financially to help with our credit. Listen, we still in trillions of debt. Yeah, but all right. So, so in trillions of dollars of debt, what does that mean for us, the little people? Because that don't mean shit to us. Yeah, because we pay our taxes and we niggas, our- niggas will be yo. Listen, niggas will be in. You think trillions of dollars of debt is gonna erase itself in in our lifetime? You think that's something that's something that's been amassed over our lifetime, over our parents' lifetime. That's that number they say that to fucking scare the fuck out of people. The number will go higher with quadrillion quadrillion uh, dollars in debt. It that the next 20, 25 years, that's what it'll be. The number means nothing to us. Zero. That fuck that. The whole world is in debt, bro. Nobody is no rich. What country do you know is rich? There's no rich countries. Definitely not Europe. Everybody's fucking struggling. Everybody's fucking struggling. There's nothing rich. Nobody's making more than anybody else. I mean, country wise. So it's like, yo, what, what, what are we talking about? Like that's. I hate I hate those types of numbers like trillions of dollars in debt. 
So you mean to tell me what? Me, that in my lifetime, I might make a million in my lifetime. One million dollars. That's being modest. That's being modest. I probably won't even do that. Let's go 300,000 my whole life. Right? Let's just say that. How does that number compare to a trillion dollars? That's <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like how much, if, if, if I go my whole life, right? Mm-hmm. And I made $300,000 my whole life. And I was spending it on food, gas, just shit to live. I spent that shit on living shit. Everything. And was always broke. What what does the trillion dollars mean to me? Nothing. Right. That like like I wasn't able to give you that anyway. So that's just coming from somewhere. Where's it coming from? You feel me? Like like that's why I, sometimes that shit, that type of shit the news be talking about, you gotta block that shit out. Cause it, it don't it means nothing to us as a people. Nothing. Even to millionaires, you think that shit bothers them? The niggas got bread for life. They got income coming in out of income. You think a trillion thousand trillion dollar debt means anything to them? This is nothing. It's a number that's gonna just keep going up. The government gotta figure that shit out. So I've always had this stupid question, right? And uh-huh. I know it's gonna sound stupid, but I'm I'm perfectly fine with this. So Money is paper, right? Okay. So it prints out. If we print out a bill, isn't it still going to be the same thing? Like, really, what's the validity behind it that makes the non-counterfeit? Um, watermarks. So if you ever go to uh, D.C., go to the Treasury. I, I believe it's free, or it might be like, $10 or something like that. I think it is like $10. And they walk you through the mint and they show you how they print the money and whatever like that. And you, you could get, you can buy like a pack and it's like shredded paper, like of like old money. And you can buy things like $3 or something. You could take that with you and people be trying to put it together. You'll never be able to put it together. But like, like it shows you like they, they there's special watermarks on their paper that make it so it's not counterfeit. That's why a lot of times, well, I don't see them, you don't see them really do it nowadays. Well, they have that pen that they put on. They they'll white, they'll they'll like put a line on it. If it changes a color, it's counterfeit. If it stays the same, it's not. Um, remember how back in the day they used to take the thing and put it in the light, like a twenty dollar bill or fifty bill, yeah. put it in the light and you would see the face. It's another yeah. way. There's another way. It's something only the mint can do. Something only they could do. Nobody else has that. Like they have the only plates and the only type of ink that does that. So that's how it's determined from counterfeit or not. I feel like one day that's gonna be that's gonna get done. I have a feeling someone's gonna eventually really do the ultimate. I mean, people have tried. There's been counter. It was counterfeit money that came through Home Depot. And did it go? Like, did people? Take I remember. I don't know if I was working somewhere. Or I heard, and somebody tried to give somebody like like Amazon play money, like the shit you buy on Amazon. 
Like, yeah, somebody trying to like buy some shit with that. That must have been at Home Depot. Somebody tried to pull it. It pulled out like a wide, and it looked real enough until you felt it. It's like, yo, what is this? So it's not. It's not easy. That you got to get the right paper. It's. It's not easy. It's not easy. All right, we do not but encourage that's a, anyone. Yo, that's a that's an industry. That's a, a another billion dollar like drug like 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 scheme, like counterfeiting money. So it wasn't a stupid question after all. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. That's something that like, if you have knowledge, you this is actually a really good question for people who didn't know that. So, but we extremely trailed off as to why we started talking. That's about a fact, teams. as we always do. Yo, but this is Rosalind, so if you love us, you love us. Um, right. Where were we this past weekend, Michael? Oh, so yesterday we were um, guests at Podcast Row at Black WrestleFest. Um, yo, we had a great time. We got to see two panels. We politicked with a lot of um, wrestling podcasts and then uh, people who did other things and stuff like that. We, we, we linked up MJ. with people. Yeah, we got we met um MJ, MJ Jenkins. Um, we politicked with a couple of guys. Uh, I had a good time. It was a really good time celebrating uh black culture and wrestling for sure. And then you know everyone got lit. Yo, we got lit. Ladies got so lit they was tired, like like out of it. Yo, we got so lit that the microphone stopped working for like six of the videos. Yo, that's wild. I'm so upset. Yo, and I was just like, wait. And I'm like, is my computer fucked up? And I'm like, no, I just can't hear it. So I made Muffin play it. It was so... I was like, no. And my Stephanie Hardy interview. Damn. And the naked Wilkins. Like, Wilkins was naked. Man's always naked. But he was right, though. It was nice out. And then it got dumb cold. (laughs) So he had the right he had the right stuff on for the heat, but like it came a little too late though. Extreme with the hoochie he had the hoochie daddy shorts on with the Jabba Tears tank top. <laughs> which was fire. The Jabba Tears tank top was fire. He needs to get put uh the Jabba Tears symbol on the hoochie pants. Yeah. Like on the butt cheek though. What yo, low key off topic. Now that I got this heat press. I might make uh rose on uh uh sweatsuits. Yo, I'ma buy you my size. Alright. Yeah. I'ma see I gotta see how it's gonna work. So no no promises, but definitely in my mind, I'm thinking about doing that. I'm thinking about doing that. Yeah. Wait, are you still keeping it here like you want to? Well it's just it's a mini one. Oh so, so you have space for it. Yeah, no, I have space for it. Yeah, yeah. It's like pop, it's like low key, really, really small. I didn't think it was gonna be that small, but definitely gonna um, I can I can travel with it. I can travel with it. I didn't even fuck with. It. I gotta get some paper later. I'm gonna go fuck with it later. So back to Black WrestleFest. Correct. Yo, I was very like so. I watched both channels. Right. First of all, the men's was hella petty. It was. It was so petty. It was. I was like, it was good though. It was fun. The moment they started talking about the Rock versus Stone Cold, I was like, "Oh fuck!" I mean, it's a good question. It's a very, very good question because you could really go either side. But you could really biased. go either side. I know you're going to Rock. 
No. I actually feel stone cold. Oh, okay. So I actually feel stone cold. Yeah, no, I actually feel stone cold. Um, so for those who are listening, I think the question was, who was more culturally, culturally relevant no, culturally in wrestling? Not not outside of wrestling, but in wrestling. Was it Stone Cold or was it The Rock? And and I understand where everybody says The Rock. And Wilkins did make a good point that there's a show named after him, after his catchphrase. So thinking on it on that level, yeah. But, but The Rock's not there enough. Now. But here's the thing. I feel like when Stone Cold came out, I feel like I popped as a kid more for Stone Cold than I did for The Rock. Only because the person that The Rock portrayed back then, I couldn't identify with. But the person that Stone Cold was, we've seen on that persona, we've seen on TV for years. So I was able to identify with that persona. Like we've seen that that bad boy biker look, uh, uh, vest on. We, we all thought that shit was cool. Like, black kids thought that shit was cool back in the day. Like, that rocker shit with the pants not giving a fuck, sticking his middle finger up, or drinking beer. Like, yeah, we all wanted to be that. Nobody wanted to be the rock with $600 shirts and uh, uh, linen pants and shoes and sunglasses and all that. I mean, we all did his catchphrases. We all raised the people's eyebrow. We did all of that shit. But Stone Cold, we was giving niggas stunners. We wasn't giving niggas rock bottom. So that's just where I feel like, like on the. I get why it's The Rock, though. I get why people say The Rock. I'll never take that away from anybody, but for me, it's Stone Cold. I dig it. I appreciate it. You know, I'm a Stone Cold fan, so I'm Stone Cold. Fan. I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I didn't really. I always liked The Rock, but I didn't really, really like The Rock until he was Hollywood Rock. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't. It was, you know, I've like I said, I've always liked The Rock. But that character change, being that I, I wasn't really watching wrestling Nation of Domination. Like, I wasn't watching I wasn't watching WWE at the time, WWF at the time. I was watching WCW. So that, I, I missed all that. Like, I came right after that was done um, to WWF. But, um, no, Hollywood Rock, I love that shit. That was per- it was a perfect character for him. And that's when I was like, oh, okay, this dude, he could do it all. He could do it all. The women's panel, though, had me really more engaged. And I'm not just trying to be biased as a woman, right? But they were actually talking about relevant issues like that hate on the internet. Even though the men touched on it, too, because he was talking about the Alicia Fox shit. Well, I think the men's and the women's had a lot to do with women and a lot to do with protecting women in the culture uh, uh, protecting women, black women. Um, because they get hit more. In any form of industry, the black women will get hit more. I mean, look what they do with Anvid from one from Fresh Prince. He said she was hard to work. Will said she was hard to work with and blackballed her entire career. Uh, you know, but you know that's because she was hard to work with him. Now, was it was it was it right was it right for him to do that to her? No, but that doesn't change the fact that she was hard to work with. You see, that's a different situation. I get what you're saying, 
that's a different situation because it's, he's not the only person who right, said what that about, about Monique. What about Monique? She has a pr- reputation of being problematic. See, that's that's where it's a slippery slope because that doesn't necessarily mean that she's hard to work with, but it does, in fact, mean she's hard to work with. You know what I'm saying? It's it's such a slippery slope. I think... Black women have it harder because in the end of the day, if they get mad or try to prove their point, they're going to be deemed as a bitter black woman. Right. Right. Correct. And that's terrible. I think really what it is with the culture of wrestling and and, and, and as a whole, I guess, with women, black women content creators is that melanin has become a fetish. And... I feel like melanin's always been a fetish, but because... It's it's a lot more now. It's a lot more now. It's a lot more now, but you have to remember people were more secretive about it back then. Like, you would see... You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how many white women I get hit up by on Facebook that know that if given a chance, they can never really be with me in real life. Bro, I still feel like deep down that the two uh, kids that my dad say are my god brothers that I haven't haven't seen since I was five are my actual brothers. And nobody wants to take me up on my series. Hmm. But I did think I have two black brothers. So, I'm just saying, a lot of people would do, it, I would, you could see the TV shows that would show the affair. The right. Affairs, and they would say it was taboo because back in the day, it was never inter, interracial relationship. Oh, yeah, you couldn't do that shit. You couldn't no, do that you couldn't shit. do that. You couldn't be a power couple with someone. Look at Seventh Heaven. They literally showed you that. Yo, that's true. That was my show. That was my shit. Yo, but Steve, uh, Steven, uh, 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 what's the name? Yo, he's a, he's a, he's a dick, bro. I can't believe he did that to that kid, bro. It's a little girl. What's wrong with, what's wrong with people, bro? Yo, it's the people that you don't expect. Why? Wild shit. But back to the, the panel. Um, what I loved about it was Janelle's way to really connect with her panelists um, to draw an emotional reaction out of them. You know, especially like when Stephanie Hardy was like so sentimental about having the opportunity to be in New York. Um, and then you just have MJ talking about breaking barriers as a wrestler. Um, you know, things that you couldn't have seen back then. Thanks. Um, you know, they were talking about the Jacqueline's of the world and um, the Naomi's and all of that, and it makes you really think about it as a as a as a as a journalist, as a wrestling fan. Um, it was just pretty amazing. Yeah, it was. It was really good. It was. It was powerful. 
it was powerful. You know, seeing the women, they're getting emotional and shit. It's a powerful thing, man. Because it really just shows that all of them, all of them women, they, they all have very, very tough experience. Janelle, Kiki, uh, MJ, and Stephanie, all tough exteriors. But when it comes down to breaking it down and they break down, it just shows like, yo, they, they, they're being strong and, and, and nobody is there for them. You know what I'm saying? And nobody's there to like, they tell them they don't have to always be so strong. You know what I'm saying? They're, when they're not protected enough. Protect our black queens, please. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to go into a music break, and then we're going to talk about Mikey's best friend, Vince McMahon. Say, I can't hear you. You sounded low. You got to put the mic a little bit closer to you. I said we're going to take this music break so we can go talk about Mikey's best friend, Vince McMahon. Hey, yo. Oh, I'm ready to talk about Vince. Yep. A lot of... Hey, yo. Um, listen, you're not the only one with the effects, boy. <clears throat> yo. I, I, I do... I, 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 let, I let this one up for this topic. We, we talking Vince now, huh? Uh-huh. I'm here. Hold on. I'm waiting for you, B. I'm here. I'm here. You talking my guy Vince. Did he or did he not have sexual relations with that woman? Of course he did. Of course he did. I, I've said this on so many occasions that I don't understand why people are just now getting it. Vince looks like the type of dude that likes black women. He does. He looks like the kind of white guy who loves black women. Like, always want, wanted to be with a black woman, but never could. That's what he looks like. Yo, I promise you, I've said this for years. For years. I've, I'm, they're talking about Linda. Linda and, and him are, they haven't been living in, in the same house and they, they're getting a divorce and blah, blah. I, listen, I always was under the assumption that that was the case anyway. I never really felt like they was together like that anyway. Thank you. Wave your face, bro. Hold on. I'm coming. So, for those that do not know, Mystic Man, according to the New York Times, the pro wrestling company chairman, chief executive, agreed to pay a secret settlement to an employee with who he was said to have a sexual relation with, the Wall Street Journal reported this week. Vince McMahon, a longtime executive for World Wrestling Entertainment who led professional wrestling from a slideshow curiosity into a mainstream phenomenon, has stepped down as chairman and chief executive while the company's board investigates the allegations of misconduct against him, the company said on Friday. Stephanie McMahon, his daughter, will take over as interim chief executive and chairwoman, the company said in a statement. McMahon will remain involved in the creative content and remain committed to cooperating with the um, In a statement, I have pledged my complete cooperation to the investigation by the special committee, and I will do everything possible to support the investigation, Mr. McMahon said in a statement. 
I have also pledged to accept the findings and outcome the investigation, whatever they are. So on top of that, they said that he passed her to Laurenitis, and I think he said Kevin something was Kevin Dunn. Yeah, in charge of the hush money. Well. First of all, do you have a fan on? Yes. It's very. I hear it. Sorry. No, I just want to make sure that the audio is good. Oh. I don't care. I just know I can hear. I hear the fan more than I hear you. You hear it now? Yeah, I still hear it, but I hear you a lot better though. Like okay, the closer I to the mic. The, I closed the fan. Okay. Um. Nah, I still hear like it sounds staticky. Hello. 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 I hear you, but I hear and I hear you fine, but it sounds staticky in the back. Like like it sounds like hello. like something is running. Hello. Hello. I hear you. Okay, we're good. Okay. All right. So um, you know what I think? I think poor Vince, man, because it's like, yo, they don't want to see they don't want to see my man be great. Now, if he was using company money and they was trading stocks and, and getting rid of stocks because they knew the shit was about to blow off, then okay, you're, you're fucked up. But if he was using his pocket money to pay this woman, now it was it's one thing that he paid her a bigger salary uh, uh, as they started fucking. So you, or if that's true, you're dead on that. But if this Shit, all that other shit was coming. His that three million dollar hush money was coming out of his pocket. Now, was it coming from the company? They they really don't got nothing on him. I think people are just mad that he was fucking off on his wife. But I mean, I just once again, if you've watched WWE in the last twenty five years, I don't know why this surprises anybody. Oh yeah, the the, oh, the character the character that he portrays on TV. It's just an over-exaggerated version of himself. I believe it. Yeah, so I just, I don't understand. Like, like a lot of people, oh, Vince, how could he do this? Nobody would th- you, you thought that life didn't imitate art? All of these wrestlers take, take their gimmick with them. They become their gimmick. Ric Flair became his gimmick. Randy Savage became his gimmick. Hulk Hogan became his gimmick. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I don't understand why anybody would think differently of Vince McMahon. I believe it. Listen. I just, I just hope that whatever it is that comes out of it, if he steps down, you know, all the way. For the better of the company, though. Do you think so? I'll be. I'll keep it a buck with you. The, the same issues that everybody has with the company, I don't have with the company. I think whatever happens here, whatever decision they make, it has to be for the better of the company. I don't think, I don't, I don't feel like WWE can't make good stars. I think WWE has a problem with picking up, they pick, I feel like they picked up a, a bunch of stars who can wrestle, but don't. And have don't have no personality. Game. They don't have no personality. You know, my guy Ricochet, that's my guy. I love Ricochet, but he has no personality. 
There's no personality. There's no way when he was fighting Gunther last week did I ever think that he was going to beat Gunther. But at least try to sell it. You can't. How can you sell that? They he, He's been undefeated. Gunther's been undefeated. You think Ricochet's going to be the one to beat him? They're going to give Ricochet that honor. Like, there's, there was no way. Once that, I said, oh, it's for the championship? Oh, okay. I would have liked that. I would have liked that to be a little feud where maybe he was getting the best of Gunther and then it culminated into a, uh, uh, a pay-per-view match where Gunther just de- demolishes him. That sounds fun. Just demolishes him. That would have been, and it didn't have to be a long one. It could have been a month-long little little program up leading up into the to the to the um Hell in the Cell, and that would have been fine. It could have been three weeks, two to four weeks. It didn't have to be long, but just enough where you made Ricochet feel like he was strong as a champion without making Gunther look weak and still him losing and getting the championship still not making Ricochet look weak. But instead, they made Ricochet look weak and Gunther look, they just shot Gunther to the fucking moon. But Ricochet was a transitional champion anyway. Transitional champion was. Yeah, he was. That was automatic. When they, they took that off, you took it off, you should have left it on Shinsuke if you was going to do all that. Because people were just tired of Shinsuke having it and not, not, not defending it. They need to do the open challenge again. That's what they're missing on those those mid-card belts. One of them has to... If, if the U.S. or the um, Intercontinental has to have an open challenge. One of them has to be open challenge. That's the only way... That's the only way both of those belts get love is when one of them is open challenge. Nah, I watched the... Uh, I had tuned in to try to catch Vince at the beginning, and when I had missed it, I, I had checked out. So, so I saw it, right, because I was on my way home. Oh. No, I was still at work. I'm lying. So I'm still at work. I'm watching it on my phone because I have to take notes because I'm doing the full hosting for Ramble Mania now on, on, for the SmackDown. Right. With um with with their, their host twin. So shout-out to Ramble Mania, by the way, and the boys. Um, six TJ, the great one, Hazel, the eye zombie. Next time y'all do something, Jeopardy or whatever, just hit me up. I'll jump on. Yo, we definitely got to do that. Right now, we got to plan, like, because it, it got to the point where six, it's now six versus Hazel. So after yeah. six versus Hazel, then we're going to go back and bring everyone back in. Because these two have been feuding with each other, like a whole storyline, bro. But, um, so I'm watching SmackDown, and Vince comes out. Now, mind you, I'm thinking he's dead going to say something as part of a storyline. Right. And when I tell you, wait, I have this written in my notes. Hold on. Yeah. That's how much I was just like, it it, it mind boggles me. The amount of PR that they have, they couldn't have done anything better than he goes and talks. He welcomes the WWE Universe in Minnesota. Um, they took out the CEO reference, so they introduced him as Mr. McMahon. Um, and then all he talks about, uh-huh. <laughs> all he talks about is the opening, then now together forever. So then all he goes and says, I embody this meaning. We are then 
now together forever and then just fucking puts the mics down and walks the fuck away. Sure. I said here, I'm like, so this is the big thing everyone was. This was the pop after the whole scandal? Together forever? Get the fuck out of here. I don't know. That's man. wild. I don't know. But on to our final topic of the day. Yo, these Rosalinds be going wild quick, bro. Yo, it's that, and then they be like going off topic, but it'd be good to the conversation, though. So I'll be here for it. The world gave us the ver- R&B verses we want to see. A night of R&B. Omarion versus Mario. Thursday, June 23rd. We have with bonus versus matchups with featuring Ray J and Bobby Valentino with versus Pleasure P and Sammy. Wait, say that again. Whoa, whoa, what, what, what? It who else? Pleasure P and who? Sammy. And who was the other two? Ray J and Bobby Valentino. Yo, why is that That's so trash? All right. Ray J and Bobby Valentino? All right, go for it, Mikey. No, I just don't. That's not a good matchup. That's not a good matchup at all. Wasn't the last time we heard from Bobby Valentino with the Miss Officer song? Nah, you've heard him in other songs. You just can't place it. He's been in other shit after that. But, um... Bobby V versus Ray J? Like a cut, cut. Nah, that's not good. Uh, Pleasure P versus... You said Pleasure P versus Sammy? That I can see. Pleasure that P I can and see. Sammy versus Ray J and Bobby Valentino. It's oh, a it's, a, it's a tag team. Oh, okay. That's a little bit better. <laughs> that's a little bit... That's a little bit better. Because I was like, neither... I said none of them niggas really got a catalog like that. They they got a, a whole... I um, think out of all of them... They got a tag team. So essentially they set the like might, a fight. Sammy might... Sammy might have the, the biggest catalog out of all of them. Uh, Pleasure P. Bobby V. And now Ray J might have the better, bigger catalog, but... He a lot of people don't know his songs. That's that's his problem. That's what his problem is. A lot of people don't know Ray J's stuff. They just know like "Sexy Can I" and "I Hit It First and "One Wish." But he has other shit though. I'm trying to pull all of their catalogs up right now. I would have been for Marion versus Ray J. I would have been for that because I don't think Mario has the catalog. I Mario don't think really... Mario has the catalog either because I was going to really just ask you. Mario catalog... doesn't really have the key. I mean, no, that's. Because uh... he has about, listen, he has about three songs in his first album that's that's popping. How many songs they normally do? Like 10? Yeah, I okay. hope. Because I remember in the beginning they were doing he, 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 he has it. Mario has it. He has, he has at least 10. He has at least ten. He has at least ten. Omar, I I feel like if Omarion doesn't do B two K shit, then he doesn't have ten. That's how I feel. 
I feel he 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 barely has ten without B two K shit. Yeah, cause you have O, Icebox, Entourage. His second album was Icebox, Entourage. Um, his uh, first album had O, um, and I wish. Uh, what was his third? His third album was his third album made pop. That was Illusion, but he had um, he'll do speeding, he'll do um, uh, there's another joint on there too. That he'll do. he do take it to the floor from you got served? Yeah, but who knows that though? Who knows that? He nobody really knows that. Um, Omarion, he'll do he'll do um. Uh, MIA, he'll do the shit with um, uh, Chris Brown and Janae Aiko, the shit that made him pop again. The face off one, the the eat the booty like grocery shit. Oh, yeah, that's the he'll do that for sure. That's seven. Um, supposed to be Icebox, Distance, I'm Up, Screw It, uh, the song with Summer Walker. See, the, now you're going, you, you see, you're starting to go in the territory of songs that his fan base that used to fuck with him is not going to know. Like, I don't, I don't know. I didn't know he did a song with Summer Walker. He also did a song with Rich Homie Kwan. See, I, like, where they coming up with these lists of songs, and I listened to Omarion, and I didn't know he did all that shit. So that's, Ooh, that's what. Oh, the shit with Bow Wow, girlfriend. Oh, right. He does have a whole bunch of shit with Bow Wow, too. Uh, yeah. 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 Omarion does. He got about 10. He got a little more than 10. I forgot the Bow Wow shit to fix up. Okay, hold on. He has to bust out with a B2K joint, though. Oh, yeah. He has to. At least one. But, all right. Let's go, Mario. Tell me what they got. All right, so we got Let Me Love You, obviously. All right. So he's got one, two, three, He has second album, Let Me Love You. He has five albums. Right. So he had his own version of Just a Friend from 2002. Well, that's the original version. (laughs) How do I breathe? How do I breathe? Boom with juvenile. Ooh, I forgot about that. He'll probably do the one with Gucci. That shit came on the other day. He has joint. Hold on, let me. I'm gonna go to his. Hold on, let me go to my. Let me go to my Mario shit. I know I got. I will tell you right now what they're gonna play. He has a song with Baby Bash. Yeah, he does. He might play that. All right, 
So here's this is exactly what he's gonna play. Let me love you, just a friend, crying out for me. How could you break up? Uh, crying out. Did I say crying out for me? Yeah. yeah. Let me love you. I said. How do I breathe? Uh, he's gonna do. He might do music for love. That was I forgot his about that one. Right. Yo, but yo, but what are the chances? Because remember, he was on Empire, and he had a few good songs that he did on Empire. What are the chances of him playing those? I mean, yeah, I can see that. Um, let's see what else. He might do Nike's Fresh Out the Box. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go through his thing again. It was hard. Yeah, he might be going with you for now. Excuse me. Uh. Oh my God, we did forget a topic though. After this, I'm so sorry. Okay. Yeah, nah, he don't really like. What else do he got? I'm scanning through it. Like, what else do he got? Oh yeah, the 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 the, the Empire shit popped up, so he might do that. Yeah, because. That's the for me. That was a more relevant thing for him. That for him. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I don't even know why he stopped doing music. He has. He just dropped something like a couple of weeks ago. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like in between his peak. And when oh well, you know you do you, so do you, you remember his mom. Was 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 a a, a crackhead, and he did oh, a so documentary. He did a documentary. It was on of like his of like him and his struggles with his mom and trying to get away from that and trying to get her off the drugs. And I think she wound up like ODing and dying. So I know that he took a hiatus after that. And I remember when his mom died. I remember that. I was big like big news. Wow. But. Yeah, that was, I remember that was big news. But he was doing, he would drop like a single and it would never pop. He was one of them. He, he kind of became one of those artists where he would drop a single. And then a few years ago, he came out with this like pop R&B type, which worked for him. It worked for him. It was a pretty good like little EP he had. I think it was called like Turning Point or 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 something like that. Something like that. So someone else put out some new music, though. Drake. Okay. Yo, I'm not gonna lie. Like a lot of people, if you don't like EDM, you're not gonna like it. But the problem with Drake is that, and and, and I realized this the other day. Usually. Well, that's whatever. I, you know, I don't, I don't know anything about that culture to really, to really speak on it like that. I didn't have a problem with the album. I just knew coming in that I wasn't ex- going to expect like, like the type of music I listen to or the type of music that I'm used to from him. But I think with with Drake, I think what he didn't do this time was he didn't prepare us. For the new sound, you feel what I'm saying? 
normally he'll come out with a single that has that sound. And then people won't like it until they do. This time, he just came with a new sound and said, yo, here, take this. And niggas was like, yo, what, what the fuck is this? And they got the whole thing, and they hate the whole thing. But I think eventually, Drake's, Drake's music has always been the kind of music that you have to listen to more than once. And not because it's complicated or anything, but it takes a little while to appreciate. That's why his first album was called Thank Me Later. And every album after that has always been that same mantra, which is why that nigga's so smart. Because he, he always said, y'all won't like my, my albums, but you'll thank me later for them. And he's always said that he's always stood, stood by that. And it's always been true. I think for the exception of maybe two or three albums that he's had, Everything has always been, yo, you, I had to listen to that shit like three or four times before I, I was like, okay, I see what he was trying to do here. And he didn't give us that this time. I mean, I feel like he, like him and The Weeknd went about the same routes right now, right? Okay. The difference was, like you said, The Weeknd, though, was preparing his fans for this for about a good year and a half. Right. Like, in his social media posts, in his videos, like, he alluded to a new phase of his artistry. So, I think once I got comfortable with that, I got comfortable for Drake to do that, if it makes sense. Because I already heard it. You know, once I started hearing the normal music I would normally hear with an EDM twist, I started, you know, getting used to that again, you know, because I already like EDM. So to hear it blended now with hip hop and with R&B and with harmonizing, it's pretty dope, in my opinion. I think, you know, he did also the best he could trying to mix himself into a new genre and for him to go creatively outside the box, you know. I applaud it. I like it. Mikey! Michael? Michael? Did I lose you? Ooh. Gonna play this music and then come back and close out our show. This is welcome to the rock. And we're back. Okay, we're back. So as as, as we were saying. Uh huh. It, ask me the question again. No, I was talking about how since I got used to the weekend going EDM, I was able to easily fall into Drake. You was easily able to fall into oh oh into that into that? Yeah. No, I see and that's the thing. I don't like the weekend. So that's why I knew that that wasn't going to f- fly with me. But it's not a bad album and people who are saying it's trash just they don't live in that world, so that's why they're going to say that. Just look, keep an open mind. That's a if fact. You- if you can accept the little nazis of the world and the people wearing the wedding dresses and fake pregnancies, you guys can accept the Drake album. Only thing is, Drake Drake is chasing sounds. He's not chasing, like, 
that's I think what everybody's problem is that he chases sounds. He doesn't chase like like the fame or the he just chases what's hot. And so he just does it. Like that's music. That's 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 the game. That's the game for you. The game. Yo, this was a thrilling rendition of Rawzone. Facts. Clap clap. Clap, clap. Yay. We need our sound effects board charge. Facts. I'm going to have it charged. But for now, sir, where can they find you? Oh, y'all already know. It's underscore heel classic. Y'all can find me there. It's your home ID. You can follow me at imiv.xo underscore. I'm clicking our link in the bio. Donate to our give back for Sean. Every dollar counts. All pun intended in this case. Facts. Goes towards Sarcoma Research in order of our friend Sean Seguid. Um, follow our friends at Contro Art on Instagram at Contro at underscore at Art Skills. Oops, I'm sorry. At Contro underscore Art underscore Skills. Um, for content and more, go to our website www.rawzonenyc.com. Follow us everywhere, obviously at NYC. Catch our replays on Puso 82.3 FM and on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, iHeart, Amazon Music, or wherever you stream your podcast. We will be back next week with the beautiful Ruby B in the motherfucking building. And we're going to close it out with the hoodies.